Welcome to Nintendo Aficionado Podcast, your favorite podcast for Nintendo and only Nintendo. And we're being very presumptive by saying favorite. This is your first episode, but welcome. And uh, I'm Matthew. And I'm Jason. And we are uh, both big Nintendo fans. I wouldn't say we're Nintendo fanboys um, because we also like all sorts of uh, other video games and video game history. But we are huge Nintendo fans by itself. And we like to have a place where we can only focus on Nintendo. We don't like to go and see third-party releases, licensed products. We only want to see things that Nintendo has done. So this podcast is to try and bring that together. Is that right, Jason? Right, right. Uh, so there's a couple of reasons besides that. The other reason is because this allows us to focus primarily on what Nintendo is doing so we can dive deeper into some of those topics and also maybe discover some things that other podcasts or news sources aren't really going to care about and uh, we (laughs) care about weird minutiae so if you're all about that then I think you'll enjoy this podcast and um, all two of you you, and that includes us (laughs) (laughs) so our topic today uh, is going to be uh, the 2021 preview. So what Nintendo has in store. Um, before we get into that, though, uh, just get, I, w- I thought it'd be fun to get a little bit of background on us and our history with Nintendo. And um, I'm going to go ahead and let you start, Jason. Okay. Um, so I started with the NES was the Challenge Pack with uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, that was kind of like my first foray uh, into owning Nintendo products, and pretty much from that point, I was hooked. Um, I don't recall selling too much. Um, my parents did trade in things over the years um, before I started to really like take a hold of my stuff, you know, and say, "No, I want to hold on to this forever." Um, so, uh, you know, regrettably, like my first NES, that's gone. Um, my first SNES, that's gone. Um, so I've had to recollect those things over the years. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's pretty safe to say that uh, that I'm happy. You know, I'm happy that I've become so attached to Nintendo. And, um, yeah, that's what this podcast is all about, I guess. All right, great. And, yeah, I also started at a young age playing Nintendo, uh, the original Nintendo, when I was just a little kid. Um, could hardly, uh, you know, pass a few levels of Mario, but... I was still playing. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, ended up going to Genesis uh, because my brothers were older <laughs> and liked all the sports games. And so I didn't really get to experience most of Super Nintendo era um, until about uh, the end of 1998 when I was able to get the uh, the mini version of that console for super cheap and mm-hmm. uh, started collecting. And so in around 1999, I started collecting video games in general. Uh, Toward about 2004, 2005, I started collecting specifically GameCube, trying to collect all the Nintendo published games with that. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of branched uh, into, you know, leaned heavily into collecting Nintendo from there and uh, started collecting all Nintendo published uh, items and games and uh, about 80% of the way through that collection. Um, and I just uh, love Nintendo and want to dive into the history there. And so that's what this podcast is for. Cool. Cool. So. Awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, start talking about the 2021. So <laughs> there actually is a lot 
planned for 2021, I went through and was writing everything down, trying to make sure that we we knew what we were going to be talking about. And at first I was like, yeah, Nintendo hasn't announced anything. But um, if we look at everything that they've announced, everything that has a tentative release date of 2021 um, right. and some potential potential maybe rumors there's actually quite a lot to to kind of go through okay cool Uh, so i want to hear your thoughts on the first game that nintendo has coming down the pipeline super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury which is coming out on uh, february 12th so just about a month away so my first uh first response to that is ugh. (laughs) i mean i think it's pretty well documented at this point now that uh you know, Nintendo fans are kind of getting tired of the ports, the Wii U ports. Um, but from a business standpoint, I kind of understand why they're doing it. You know, the, the Wii U wasn't um, as successful as they would have liked, and the Switch is clearly going to be uh, significantly more successful. So they have a greater reach, and I guess it makes more sense to um, to port some of those classic games from the Wii U library over. Uh, I don't know if I want to run out and buy it day one. <laughs> In fact, I don't know too much about Bowser's Fury. Uh, they haven't really announced anything about Bowser's Fury yet, mm-hmm. at, at least at, at the time of this recording. Um, you probably will find out by the time you actually get this posted. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I'm hoping that that's something to be you know excited for because you know we're big Nintendo fans. A lot of Nintendo fans had a Wii U, but most of the casual video game players did not so you know this is going to be the first time people can experience this game and i think for the most part um nintendo aficionado is going to be a uh, anti-port uh podcast (laughs) um but with you know conceding that we understand the reasoning for it but if bowser's fury is kind of like maybe like a what would have been a dlc for it or or something then that sounds amazing if if i'd play through mario 3d world again to unlock uh you know brand new content if it's something interesting sure all right and then the second game that nintendo has uh coming this year on february 26th later that month is bravely default 2 the series to the 3ds rpg game by square enix Mm -hmm. uh and and that is only published by nintendo in north america they're going to be it's going to be handled by square enix in japan um but what are your thoughts on that one yeah i'm kind of eh. i never played the the other games so um i don't do you happen to know is it a jrpg it is yeah so it's you know it's typical square enix affair yeah uh, i mean it's it's a cool game it's it's something that nintendo is managing the distribution and publishing uh, of in north america but it's not a traditional nintendo game but Mm -hmm. uh something to keep an eye on for those who do like that style Right. Um, and, you know, we're, we're doing fantastic here. The first two games we're talking about, we hate. So, <laughs> cool. all right. And those are the only two games that Nintendo actually has a release date for. Uh, so let's talk about the games that have been announced, though, because there's quite a lot of those and some pretty mm-hmm. cool games coming up. Um, Metroid Prime 4. Mm. If that ever comes out, um, may come out this year. Um, it's been in the pipeline forever. I know they had to kind of reset um, a little while back. Uh, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get this year? Um, I don't think... I can't imagine us getting it this year. I was kind of hoping we might get a trailer and possibly a release date. Okay. Um, I See, now we're going to kind of get into uh, like prediction territory and 
you know, we, you and I had kind of written down a few predictions for the year, right? It's exciting the way to, to end the episode. Predictions. Right, predictions. So, uh, unfortunately, this is part of my prediction list. No! <laughs> so, um, I don't know. And that was basically my prediction, that we would get a trailer and a release date this year. Not a release. But okay. what, what about you? You know, I... <laughs> I think we might see it, um, but I, I probably am more in, more in line with you about it being a more of a uh, detailed breakdown trailer at, toward the end of the year. Um, but we can save some of the talk for that for your predictions. Okay. Uh, all right. So new Pokemon Snap. I believe this is supposed to be coming out this year. We don't know too I too many so. details, but it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think you and I are both big fans of the original. We've been clamoring for a sequel for at least since the Wii U. I don't know. Were you wanting one back on the Wii? You know, I, I didn't really think about it too much until the Wii U. It just seemed like the perfect fit. Right. Being able to, to move it around because they had all those uh, all those apps and games where it kind of mm-hmm. was like you're moving it in first person. And it just seemed perfect for Pokemon Snap. And we missed that boat. But <laughs> the, yeah. the Switch can kind of manage some of those same ideas. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I am a little bit... Uh, you know, concerned about it turning out as good as we would like it to, just because that mm-hmm. style of game in the modern age, I'm not sure if it's just going to be considered too simple or what they're going to do to flesh it out. Right. From my point of view, the original Pokemon Snap sort of lives in this nostalgic bubble um, where I look back fondly on it, probably because of the nostalgia, uh, not necessarily because it's an amazing game. <laughs> um <laughs> I think if I went back to it now completely blind, it would be decent. Um, but I don't think I would like it nearly as much as I do, you know, now in the present, having grown up with it. Do you feel right. like the same or do you feel differently? You, you know, I, I went back and played it a couple years ago, actually, mm-hmm. and I thought it held up pretty well, but mm-hmm. as a classic game. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, I'm concerned that if they change it too much, then it's not going to be what made the original so special. You know, if they add too much in there, if they uh, go down the route of too much um, opportunity to veer off or whatever, because it is still, as far as I know, from what you can kind of tell, it looks to be still like it's an on rails thing. Right. If they if they flesh those things out, you know, in a smooth way, then it'll be fun. But I kind of feel like they're they're going to be stuck in a place where they're darned if they do and they're darned if they don't, right? If they yeah. don't do much, then people are going to complain and say it's not a sufficient experience. If they do, then it's going to be changing it too much. And I think this game in particular has this, you know, this reputation. Um, mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, some waters that are kind of hard to tread, but I'm hopeful. I think that'll be a fun one. Yeah. And <clears throat> just to kind of talk about it a little, a little bit more, um, my problem with Pokemon is I, I'm really only a Gen 1 player. Uh, I never really played any of the following uh, mainline entries. Um, so that's another thing that's going to be kind of difficult for me to go into this new Pokemon Snap, where it's going to have all these new Pokemon, you know, that I may or may not know the names of, you know. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, like, fan service for people who have followed this series the entire time. Um, and it's going to be lost on me, you know. Right. So well, I'm hoping the game will make up for that with fun things like the branching, uh, the branching pads and the secrets and stuff like that. Because I really enjoyed that in the original Pokemon Snap. So 
Yeah. And they've been leaning really heavily into Gen 1 and, and yes. to a lesser extent Gen 2, just because they they know that that's where the nostalgia factor is at, right? Right, yes. Pokemon Go brought those people back into the fold, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the Let's Go games. Yep. I think I think we're going to see uh, a really heavy representation from that Gen One, so I think you'd be I think you'll enjoy it. I don't think you'll you're going to have a. I mean, I'm also I, I followed the series a little bit more and then kind of came back to it again more recently. Mm-hmm. So, but even then, I'm like I only know like half of those Pokemon and I probably only <laughs> know like a quarter of their names. So, um, I, I think that they're I think they know what they're they're doing and who they're trying to <laughs> trying to capture, whose attention they're trying to capture. Right. All right, um, let's move on to the next one. And honestly, if this doesn't make this year, I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2, mm-hmm. the unnamed sequel. Yeah, uh, another one of my predictions <laughs> for the end of the episode. Um, I I am really hopeful that they're going to uh, to drop that in holiday 2021. Um, I just think it makes so much sense. And just the fact that, like, this year doesn't have uh, any like big big nintendo games you know what i mean yeah i feel like breath of the wild 2 would be that you know that tentpole nintendo game that people on their switches who you know may not be interested in pokemon snap or uh you know the the uh browser's fury (laughs) Uh, i feel like you know that's gonna get people excited again to you know, if they don't have a switch, they're gonna they're gonna go out and buy one for Breath of the Wild too. And if they have a switch, they're gonna be really excited. You know, anticipating yeah. that release. Yeah, and, I, and I'm really hopeful that that it will. It's building off of you know the the formula that they had for the first one. They're kind of you know they're not having to work from the ground up. I know that you know that first one took forever to come out. It kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. But um, you know, I, I'm hopeful that we will see that this year. I I think it'll happen. I'm yeah. being optimistic, right. but I think we're going to have a lot of Zelda talk uh, throughout this podcast over the, over the coming episodes. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and skip to the next one. Um, the next to be announced for date game is uh, Bayonetta three, mm. and I'm I'm not a big fan of Bayonetta. I like that I like that style of game, but I've never been able to get into it. Uh, right. I think it's a I think it's a pretty cool thing to have in the you know in the Nintendo family, um, but yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, same. Um, I like those style of games. Um, I was a big Devil May Cry fan. Um, I never got into Bayonetta one or two, um, <laughs> so this new Bayonetta three, um, I can't say that I'm super stoked for it. Um, doesn't mean it's not going to be good. Just uh, I don't have that connection to the series. Right. Yeah, and it's like the exact uh, the exact type of game that I know is great. It just does not, you know, latch on with me. Right. I can't figure out why, but you know, because I like all those other style games. You know, even though we're sticking to Nintendo, you know, that is uh, the type of game that is very reminiscent of something like an you know Devil May Cry or you know that type of that style. Mm-hmm. So I like those types of games. I just I was never able to latch on to, to Bayonetta, but uh, it's there. Okay, so here's. Now here's where we start to get into a couple of um, games that I think are a little bit surprising because I totally forgot that they announced this until I was <laughs> looking it up again. Um, supposedly there is a Detective Pikachu sequel coming out hmm. for the Switch. Do you remember hearing about that? I don't. Okay, so I'm gonna put this squarely. I'm gonna put this in the rumor just because 
I, I found some real articles from Polygon, a few other places. So it's something that they announced. Um, I have not talked a single bit about since. So, um, but I think that that'd be a pretty cool thing. The the first Detective Pikachu was interesting. Um, it was a you know fun little quirky game, and I, I'd like to see what you know what they do with the sequel on you know on a more powerful you know console. Right. Do you think uh, kind of like a little sidetrack? Um, do you think there's any truth to like the rumors of a sequel to the movie? Yeah, I think they're supposed to be, right? I, I again would have any sort of connection, or do you think it's going to main, you know, stay in the movie has its own universe and the game is going to have its own universe? I mean, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't kind of be their own little separate thing. I mean, the the original game and the original movie were very different things. Um, right. I I don't think that they would make a sequel that isn't true to the game and I'll, a sequel game that isn't true to the original and i don't think they'll make a sequel movie that isn't true to the original so sure yeah um but yeah that's a pretty pretty cool idea that that could be coming out um but like i said it was announced uh, i think in 2019 and we have not heard a single thing so who knows if hmm. that's still being worked on right. uh and then one more game that Nintendo has announced, um, and I'm going to be honest, I really doubt we're going to get it out here. <laughs> it is the remake of the Famicom uh, Tante Club, um, which was originally on the Famicom Disk System. Uh, it's a text adventure game, sort of like a, a horror-based, uh, like a tense um, text adventure game. Okay. I really don't think we're getting it here, but it would be pretty cool if we did. Yeah, I mean, we got the, the Fire Emblem limited release, right? And they they brought that to the states for the first time yeah, yeah so it would be cool but do you think there's enough fanfare yeah i, I just don't think anybody's going to care or enough people are going to care for them to go through the process of uh localization translating on that it's it's a very text heavy game <laughs> uh so i mean they, they'd have to be um really trying something different you know i, I could see it if they feel like their release calendar is light and uh, you know, say, hey, why not give this try and see if this catches on with a new audience? But yeah, I, I think we're going to have to import that if we ever want to add it to our collection. And uh, so there's also one other thing, and I was trying to find details on this, but isn't there supposed to be a Pikmin four sometime soon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I know Shiggy has mentioned it multiple times, right, and said that that's kind of like his—I don't know if it's his baby, but. I know he has said Pikmin 3, he believes, is the best game he's ever made for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily agree, but, it, you know, he's he's the boss, so... Um, yeah, yeah and, Pikmin 4, I mean, it's... It, everyone wants it. Yeah, and, and so I, I, I could have sworn that he said that it was almost done, like, two years ago, right? Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that this is a, another kind of... Um, a Metroid Prime 4 kind of a thing going on just not as highly publicized i don't know i can't imagine i think it's it's very possible that it, what it's more likely to be is um you know them maybe talking about pikmin deluxe but that doesn't make sense to me either i don't know I, i'm thinking there's probably some sort of a translation situation there when he's saying that it's almost done because that was so long ago and we haven't heard a, a lick of information yeah but potentially that is something that we might see this year and um it's also going to be the 35th anniversary of Zelda. Right. That's um, that's very exciting. And he, let's see, 
What That's one of the other reasons I think that we're going to get Breath of the Wild two this year, just because they want to get that in, in into the year. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a very good point. Um, but even if they do release Breath of the Wild two, are they not going to do anything else? No, they're going to. You they know, have to. Just like with Mario, they, I mean, obviously this year got totally disrupted this past year for right. for the thirty fifth. But you know, they kind of announced things sort of last minute. You know, with just like they always do, things are re- things are announced with in a few months of release. So I think we're going to see some things. I think we're going to see maybe some smaller things. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, maybe one of my predictions leans into that a little bit. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, in a few minutes. But no, I I, I don't know. I think I think we're going to see quite a bit. Um, probably not as much as we saw for Mario. Hmm. Do you think it would maybe? kind of follow the same sort of pattern that they did for Mario, you know, releasing that pin set. Maybe they'll have one for Mar- for, uh, for Zelda, maybe having a um, Zelda All-Stars type of situation. Honestly, I don't know at this point what they would do. Um, I like the idea of the pins. Um, you know, us fans, we love those collectibles. We love jumping through the hoops that Nintendo presents to us just to get get them you know in our hands i love jumping to the hoops i don't like trying to trying to fight a million other people (laughs) to get 10 of them right um i don't know i i don't just want another anthology collection you know um it's hard to say i mean it's hard to say yeah okay well we have that to maybe look forward to. They're definitely going to do something. It's just a matter of figuring out what. Do, um, real quickly, do you think um, there's any truth to the whole Skyward Sword Switch port? Possibly, but I honestly kind of feel like that game can be left in the past. I, I, it, it wasn't a horrible game. It was perfectly fine, and uh, but I just don't see much, you know, much interest in it coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just wondering if if they were to do some sort of, uh, you know, 3D Zelda All-Stars collection um, and there were rumors that Skyward Sword was supposed to be coming to the Switch, could it be that that's where it would be released? Yeah, I mean, it could be. And, you know, they're in a little bit of a tricky situation because they have done so many ports of the Zelda series already. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like with, you know, Mario... They did 64 DS, 64 by 4 the original name of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was a different version of the game, and it wasn't really the best way to play it on that handheld. Um, and then the other two games hadn't seen any ports yet. You know, those were kind of stuck on their original consoles. But, you know, Ocarina of Time has <laughs> been everywhere, it feels like. Yeah. Um, the Wind Waker was already ported to, to the Wii U. I, I think that they might do it, but they'd either be re-releasing the same games and the excitement wouldn't be quite as high, or yeah. they'd have to kind of like cherry pick it a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. do a Majora's Mask and, like you said, Skyward Sword. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's not quite as clear-cut with as Mario was. Right. But I guess we'll find out soon. Uh, and it's possible that they could maybe tie Zelda because they like to make their special edition consoles for Zelda a lot of the times. Uh, it's possible they could maybe merge that with the rumored switch pro Mm -hmm. do you think we're going to get that this year (laughs) that was actually my other prediction all right Um, i am three for three for (laughs) destroying that (laughs) um well i think they were pretty obvious uh i I don't know if we would get it this year but i'm really hoping that we get some sort of 
information on it, whether it be a tease or, um, you know, some sort of leak from in-house that kind of confirms those rumors that, you know, the docking station is going to add more processing power, but you can still undock it and take it out. I don't know. I think that's, that would be like the best of both worlds to still have it where you can take it on the go then come home, dock it and have the dock actually add some sort of processing power to, you know, whatever Nintendo wants it to do. But I don't know. What do you yeah. Think? I, I think that might be hard just having a, you know, having this, the system not be capable of running all the games or at least to that level um, in handheld mode. I, I I'm well, just not can, sure if that's play, the way to go. It can play everything in handheld. It's just even even now, you know, the games are at a higher resolution when you dock it. That's pretty much the only difference, right? Like it lowers the resolution on in handheld mode. And then when you dock it, it ups it to, I think, I think 1080, right? I believe so. Yeah, I mean that could that could be a way that they can go about it. Um, I don't know. Part of me just thinks that it's not really necessary, but they. Hmm. I mean, you viewed this as a handheld. They love iterating on their handhelds, right. so I could see it happening. Nintendo, Nintendo's official response is that they aren't working on it. Right? Um, they lie all the time, so who knows? Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I will probably get one uh, if it does come out because you know, I, obviously, I feel like we are far enough along in the Switch's lifespan that upgrading it is would be okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd honestly, if if they did it though. I would prefer it not be purely a you know, uh, an upgrade to the current situation. I'd like it to be a little bit more like the new Nintendo 3DS, where mm-hmm. there were a few games that could only be played on that. Hmm. Right? I- I'd prefer that because if I'm going to you know shell out the money for something new, I want there to be a reason for it other than you know sure. better visuals. Right. Hmm. Maybe a Virtual Boy two. That would be a. I mean, now you're going to my predictions. You know? <laughs> um, actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and um, round this off. We have one more thing that we know Nintendo is going to be doing throughout the year. Um, that is the the Smash Ultimate DLC that they've been working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your th- predictions for what they're going to be doing? I believe there are three characters left. Um, this pack was, had six. They had Min Min, Steve, and Sephiroth. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here? Oh, man, I don't know. I know you're not a huge fan of Steve uh, or uh, the idea of including Xbox characters. I think it would it would uh, get people excited. Maybe not like the most hardcore Nintendo fans. And actually, we should go into that. You know, you, you are a little bit more of a purist when it comes to Smash, right? And um, for the right. most part, I agree with you. Uh, I just feel that at this point now, they've kind of like opened the doors too much. And so that's why I'm kind of inclined to feel like I would like to see more Xbox characters or Sony, you know. Um, but... What do you think? Do you think they've gone too far, or do you think they haven't passed that uh, line yet? So I think that they have gone far enough that if they, if all three of the rest are third party, it is all, there's already a precedent for it, and I don't think it would surprise mm-hmm. anybody. Um, but yeah, my my stance is that the Smash Brothers series is a celebration of Nintendo. I know that right. they have come out recently and said that's a celebration of all video games. No, that doesn't make any sense. Did they really? <laughs> 
I, I believe that they that they've officially said that it's a celebration of all thi- all of all video games or video game culture in general. I okay, don't quote me on that. If anybody ends up listening to this, <laughs> it's like that's a lie. Um, I'm pretty sure that if they haven't officially said that, if you know, Sakurai right, didn't say that, it's at least been floating around there in the, in the ether. That's been the idea, right? But that's just not the case. The original, obviously, Smash Brothers was purely Nintendo. Smash Brothers Melee went out of their way to expand on just Nintendo characters, right? right. It was they did everything, all the trophies that they added, all, all everything that they did was a celebration of Nintendo, and then yes. Brawl. Even though Brawl was the first place where third-party characters kind of got introduced, mm-hmm. they went and put in a whole list of just Nintendo-published games. They went through and gave the chronicles of Nintendo, mm-hmm. and they were just sort of like, okay, well, we also have these characters here that we have a really close connection to. And, you know, I, as much as I didn't like having third-party characters, the ones in Brawl at least made sense. You know, having mm-hmm. Sonic and... Uh, Pac- was Pac-Man in that one, or was he in the next... I think he was. I can't remember. Okay. Salt and Snake. Then, and Snake. Yeah. I mean, there was at least a connection to it. Um, obviously, with their close rivalry with with Sega for the longest time, and then they were working, um, mm-hmm. you know, together with the with Sonic, um, on Mario and Sonic in the Olympic Games around mm-hmm. the same time, and yeah. then they had just worked really closely, um, with Konami, uh, to to put out, um, Twin Snakes on the GameCube. So yes. it made sense to have Snake. And so for me, it's like those ones made sense. When they went beyond that and started going crazy with all these characters uh, and started adding Cloud, like Cloud was never in a Nintendo game. You know, I, I know people get, get crazy and go, he was on the, the 3DS, on the theater, you know, theater rhythm, whatever. Um, that's not a Nintendo character. I'm sorry. And Sephiroth, same thing. Um, you know, Steve uh, actually re- recently found out that Nintendo has exclusively distributed the Minecraft games on the Switch. So even though I was not a fan of him at all, I've come around to him a little bit because of that slight connection. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think all three of them are, maybe at least two of them are going to be some sort of third-party um, character. But I'd like for, I think that there are plenty of Nintendo characters left to dive into that, we're, that we haven't seen yet. Sure. Um... And for the most part, I agree with you. Uh, I do feel like what you said earlier about the games being a celebration of Nintendo is like spot on, you know, like they were meant to be kind of like these almost like digital museums, right? Like you could go in and and learn the history of the series and the dates and the importance of these games. Um, And then somewhere along the line, it changed. And maybe Sakurai did say that. Maybe that is what he feels it is now. Um, if that's the case, then then it makes sense for there to be uh, you know a continual release of these third party characters. Um, I, I would have preferred it to have stayed Nintendo, um, but I feel like at this point now, now I'm just like, oh, I want to see Master Chief. <laughs> Even if they if they time it just right for uh, the Halo 20th anniversary in November, I think that would be yeah. awesome. But you know, there's three, right? So. Who are the other two going to be? You know, the whole thing, it just doesn't make sense having all these weird Nintendo characters <laughs> present, and like going like into like the weirdest little, you know, annals of history. And right. then the biggest stars ever from these other games. It's like, it's not a celebration of all, of all video games. It's a celebration of Nintendo with a few guests, right? And so, right. I, you know, to me, it, 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 it's just a 
kind of a sl- and I don't want to say slap in the face. It sounds really bad, but it, it kind of feels like a little bit um, like they aren't representing what that series started as at least I, sh- I guess i can at least say that people are going to be mm-hmm. really mad at me if we ever get any listeners but um because i know i'm very uh i'm in the very very uh, small minority there but yeah we'll, we'll see i i think uh it'd be nice to see waluigi i know that's never going to happen but actually you know what? the last character the very last one they're going to totally either put waluigi in or they're going to troll us so hard by having it look like it's going to be waluigi <laughs> but yeah um, yeah all right, uh, and um, there, Nintendo has a few other, uh, you know, they have some of their subsidiaries that we don't really know what they're working on yet. Um, you know, uh, I know that, let's see, Monolith Soft hasn't announced anything yet, uh, unless they're going to be doing some more Xenoblade stuff, but, um, you know, we can see what they're doing. I know ND Cube hasn't announced anything as far as I know. Last thing they worked on was Clubhouse Games, mm-hmm. and um, they just picked up Next Level Games, right? They're officially a right. uh, one by Nintendo, and yep. I don't know, I... I I'm excited to see where that goes because they're a, they've been a really great studio. What what do you think? Yeah, um, I guess like my first my first inclination is to say okay they're going to go work on Luigi's Mansion Four, right? But I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. They might want to spread their wings and kind of work on something new for Nintendo, yeah. or maybe yeah. another uh, another IP within the you know the Nintendo pantheon. Yeah, and they did a really great job with bringing back uh, Punch Out, right? That was them mm-hmm. um, back on the Wii, and that was a really great, you know, kind of reinvention of that series. They they played it safe in in, in some ways, but um, you know, I, I'd like to see another Punch Out. Honestly, in in today's culture, that I mean, that game was already kind of pushing the the boundaries uh, back in the was the late two thousands mm-hmm. of some of their cultural um, depictions. Right. But um, so I, I don't know if that'll ever come back. But I'd like to see them kind of tackle that again. Um, you know, they also have the, the Mario Strikers series, which I really think is, um, is something that the Switch needs. I think some more of those Mario sports games right now, they kind of seem to be lacking. And that would be a fantastic one to bring back. Yeah, that's something that I've really been actually craving um, on the Switch. I've been looking for, like, just some of those random sports games i used to love when they would just like throw those out you know and it was like a game that you could be like "Eh, i'm not gonna get it now but when there's a drought you know i'm gonna go pick it up i'm gonna go uh you know uh delve into that and uh, dump some hours into it and have fun you know yeah and it works perfectly with the switch you know i was anticipating a lot of these games coming out to be able to use you know share the joys you know joy cons each have one and uh it's been weird because they've kind of strayed away from those types of games that work perfectly while they have a system that works perfectly for that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Mario Tennis Aces works, right? Like it, it works with what the switch has to offer. Right. Why not golf? Yeah. Where is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, I think chargers is chargers is a game that uh, had a really uh, pretty uh, intense fan base that people really liked that one. It didn't catch on quite as big as some of the other sports games, but the people that played that game loved it. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to our predictions, which I guess we already know what yours are. If you want to just <laughs> throw something out there, you don't have to do anything. We can maybe talk a little bit more about yours. But well, if, you, if there's anything else you think of, you can add it in. Yeah. So um, just go over uh, real quick. Holiday 2020 release for Breath of the Wild 2. Um, I still think that's going to happen. Um, Metroid Prime 4 trailer or a release date or something. Um, the other one, 
was the Switch Pro, which I think we're both kind of like in the maybe group. Right. Or maybe camp. Um, the other one was another limited item release. So something akin to the Fire Emblem anniversary or the uh, Game & Watch uh, clock, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I feel like Nintendo is starting to go in that direction of like, hey, let's let's make more money on, on nostalgia. You know, like right. apparently people just buy it up. So, and I don't know how they don't already know that, but <laughs> it's clear that, that we're doing it. So um, I, I foresee more of those. Yeah, I think it would be awesome to have a, kind of a recreation of the Zelda Game & Watch you know, mm-hmm. um, that'd be a really great way to kind of um, celebrate the 35th anniversary. Sure. And gosh darn, those things are expensive. So <laughs> that might be the only way the majority of Zelda fans are going to ever get one of those. Yep. I think that'd be pretty cool. Can you think of something other than another Game & Watch like clock that that Nintendo might uh, might release this year? I mean, I could see them doing some i mean something akin to the fire emblem collection that they just brought out for the original fire emblem um mm-hmm. obviously i'm not a fan of not having an actual physical game right. um but having something like that where they kind of harken back to the nes era and yes. i mean that worked perfectly for fire emblem because it never came out here so they kind of got to uh you know pretend like it did and they got to put out this nintendo power yeah. cover yeah. um which you know, it, it was just a, it was really cool what they did with that. Um, yeah. So I don't think I don't think it would necessarily be in that same same way, but maybe bringing out something that looks like the original, maybe a Famicom Disk System game. Um, you know, having some sort of cool collection like that, where it's all sorts mm-hmm. of fun collectibles, maybe a book, that'd be pretty cool. All right. All right. So I'll move on to my predictions then, okay. since we got yours out. Uh, my first one, and I'll be honest with you, I thought this would have been a 2020. Uh, prediction but it didn't happen so i'm just going to carry it over here because i don't know why it didn't happen but mario odyssey 2 okay Mm -hmm. um i think this is a this is a no-brainer mario odyssey was a huge hit right? right um nintendo is notorious for having tons of leftover ideas with any mario game right Mm -hmm. and so it would have worked perfectly for dlc which they started doing quite a bit of, and especially in that era, they were doing a lot of DLC. They did it for Breath of the Wild. Um, and so I would have thought we would have seen some DLC, some new worlds. It, the, the, the setup for that game made it perfect to introduce some DLC, and it never happened. Yeah. So we had the perfect opportunity for DLC, and we had most likely tons of leftover ideas, and it never materialized, which tells me that they are working on a sequel. Right. And... Uh, I would have thought we would have seen it in the 35th anniversary of Mario, but maybe the pandemic had something to do with that not happening. But I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to not only be surprised, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. Um, <laughs> Mario Odyssey was an amazing game and I, I, I want to see how they build on it just like they did with Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy was amazing and 2 was even better. So Odyssey 2 has to happen. Yeah. Um, I remember you talking about it all year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where is it? I want my, yeah, I want my Mario Odyssey too. Explain to me, yeah, the, the the reasons why it needed to be made. But um, you know, this is going to be kind of an unpopular opinion. Um, but I've told you before, I actually like Super Mario Odyssey uh, a bit more than Breath of the Wild um, for Switch. So I would probably still put Super Mario Odyssey as my most beloved Switch game currently. 
Um, I would love a sequel. Absolutely. Um, I would pay 60 bucks for a full-fledged sequel. I'd pay 100 yeah. And I'm, not, I'm, I mean, I'm not even being hyperbolic. I would literally, if they said, you know, what, here's a, uh, here's a special edition of it or something, I would, I'd pay two hundred for a Mario Odyssey two special edition with a plush cappy. Okay, if all it came with was a plush cappy, maybe not, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that has to happen, um, and I think we'll see it. All right, my uh, next prediction is, um, I think Grezzo is going to be working on another port of a Zelda game. And I think that Zelda game is going to be the Oracle uh, mm. Oracle series. That'd be cool. Yeah, they, they did a, an amazing job porting over Link's Awakening. And so obviously the next, you know, the next in line, <laughs> if they're following, you know, that series right. would it make sense to be the Oracle games. And, you know, I think now that they kind of have a template for it, they can maybe expand on it. The, the only issue I had with uh, the Link's Awakening port was that it wasn't, um, you know, it, it was over and done with pretty quickly. If you yes. if you knew the original game, you could get through it pretty quickly. Um, having both both of the Oracle games in one, I think is extremely doable for them, and it would you know make it a much more substantial you know game. Yeah, and you know, it opens the door. They could bring back the lost third game exactly you know, if they wanted to. Yeah. And that'd be really cool. I, and you know, like I said, Grezzo uh, hasn't announced anything as far as I know. Um, that's basically been their bread and butter has been ports and specifically ports of Zelda games. Yeah. So yeah, I think that is a, uh, a a likelihood considering it's the uh, Zelda anniversary. Well, Matthew, I hate to break it to you, but I have inside information that they're actually only porting over Skyward Sword. No. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll take it, but I don't. <laughs> I I won't be super excited about that one. <laughs> Um, all right, and my last prediction. This is uh, kind of a wild card, and I think a, a lot of listeners um, may may not agree with me. This being a great idea, but I think Star Tropics needs to come back, and yeah, yeah. I think it makes the timing of it makes sense, um, especially if they do a Switch Pro, and it's like if it is a thing that re, you know you're required to have that for a higher level game. Mm-hmm. Star Tropics is the perfect way to allow nintendo to branch out into some genres that they aren't really represented in and um so for instance uh think uncharted right kind of going into that sort of exploration based game and the cool thing about star tropics is it it can kind of be whatever you want it to be right um if you don't even remember star tropics it's the uh game from the nes it was actually you know, made specifically for the American audience. Um, it was similar in vain to Zelda, um, but it had a like a tropical flair. Um, the sequel then went into uh, time travel, and uh, there are aliens involved. So I mean, you can kind of do whatever you want with it. It hasn't been seen in thirty something years. Um, so you know, if they they could bring that back, they could get the excitement from the Nintendo fans by by reviving this franchise. And they can do pretty much whatever they want with it and open the doors for them to, to you know, kind of get into uncharted territory, right? Yeah. But um, I don't know. Did you ever play through Star Tropics? I started the original. Um, I never beat it. Um, sad to say, uh, I would love to go back and, and work on it. But Did you get um, stumped with the dip in the paper in the water thing? No, uh, I had heard about that ahead of time. So I, I knew about it. Um, it's just, I can't remember... The reason why I got I got stuck with something that was really dumb, and it was like, oh, I should have just—it's so obvious. So why didn't I do that? You know, t- type of thing. Um, but I just never went back to to do it. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I own it and I, I have it. Uh, I don't have the sequel though. I never played the sequel, obviously. So does Revenge? Yeah, it's, so it's Revenge. It's it's not as good as the first, but it, it holds up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my predictions, and that is our 2021 preview. Um, unless you have anything else to add, things you think might happen. Um. No, I think we've covered a pretty wide gamut of of possibilities. Cool. All right. And so. I think you're surprising me with some sort of a uh, special segment. <laughs> don't think too hard about it. I don't have a, a name for it. We're going to have to work on Jason's corner segment. Jason's corner. Um, but I thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool. This is our first episode. Um, so maybe it would be fun to go over uh, the first game that we ever played for each of Nintendo's home consoles and see, you know, if we're, pretty similar or if we're quite different um but this, the rules are it has to be the full game it can't be like a demo kiosk at target ah <laughs> well, that changes my answer uh or you're gonna say star wars uh, rogue squadron 2 yeah GameCube. yeah, <laughs> well, yeah should, I, but should we be sticking to only nintendo public the first nintendo published game um well it, it should probably go without saying that it would be wouldn't it or no um for me, it most, was. Most likely, most likely. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so full game. It doesn't have to be a game that you've owned, just simply the game itself was in the console at a friend's house or your brother's or, you know, you picked it up randomly. But okay. I thought that'd be fun to do. So just going from NES all the way to Switch. Do you want to go back and forth or do you want me to just go through my list? Let's just, let's just talk it through, man. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure I remember for the majority of those consoles. but Right. So for NES, um, this one was was tough for me because I, I, I know it was it was the uh, Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt combo uh, game pack. I cannot remember which of the two was the first one, though. Um, mm. I, I'm inclined to say Duck Hunt for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but, you know... Regardless, it was one of the two um, that got me hooked, and then eventually Super Mario Brothers. That half of the of the cart got me hooked on, you know, Mario and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah, I, I think if I had to make an educated guess, I think Duck Hunt would be a, a pretty good bet for mm-hmm. me because um, I, I remember. Obviously, I was really young. My my brothers had it, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not skilled enough to be able to play <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, probably, but I could <laughs> point something at something and shoot. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I do have memories of playing that one really young. If it wasn't that, then it may have been Mario Three. I remember just kind of messing around mm-hmm. with that. Um, sure. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say Duck Hunt. Okay. Um, so we're pretty much the same there. So then for uh, Super Nintendo, the first game I ever played was Super Mario World, and that was when. Um, my dad bought the the SNES and it was the you know the combo pack um so that was the first game we had so actually it was the first one i played okay yeah then i think that'll be the answer for a lot of people i yeah. don't know what mine is um because like i said i i didn't have it and i know i didn't play it for the first few years of release right. uh, i had a i had a good friend in elementary school who had it and i played it at his house but <laughs> If I'm going to again make an educated guess, I'm gonna say maybe Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Yeah, I wish I wish this is a, I mean this is a good topic. I just I wish I remember what it was a little bit 
better. Right. Okay, so then moving on to N64, um, I did get Super Mario 64 at launch, um, and that was the first time I'd ever, you know, played the N64, so that was the first game I ever played on N64. Nice. And again, I do not remember mine, uh, <laughs> but it probably was Mario 64 or Pilot Wings mm-hmm. or, or Wave Race. It was one of those three. I remember playing it relatively early on, not at launch, a few months into it. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it's one of those three. Okay. Um, so GameCube, I think you had <laughs> you had the first like mental like light bulb come on when uh, you thought about it. But yeah, I remember playing the Rogue Squadron Two Rogue Leader demo at Target with you, right? Yeah, and we also played the. Wave Race, Blue Storm um, yes. demo around the same time, yeah. Yes. So when I was coming up with this question, I was like, okay, I don't want to count that just because I can't remember if those were actually on a demo disc um, or if those were the full games. It was in... a demo disc. Okay. So yeah, through, I don't through the entirety of the Nintendo uh, GameCube, they they had a specific demo disc with multiple games and videos and stuff, and that started with that first one. Okay. All right, so I didn't want to count anything that... That was on a demo disc because I don't know if anything had changed. Um, I wanted to go off of like the first full game that you yourself, you know, played. So for me, it was Luigi's Mansion at, at launch. Yeah, um, I, th- you know, for me, I think it might have been Rogue Squadron Two, but I don't want to answer something that isn't a Nintendo published game. So I'm gonna go ahead. And, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say Luigi's Mansion as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I did get Wave Race um, at lunch, so it was definitely Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, yeah, and you know that was such an awesome launch period. I, I almost wanted to to, to say um, Smash Brothers because uh, I didn't have the console. <laughs> I was using my brother's console at the time because I couldn't get one. I didn't have enough money, um, but I got one about two months later, and Smash was the first game that I got. But I know that I played the games on his and i know he had you know um rogue squadron too so probably that one uh, i don't i'll just say luigi's mansion <laughs> make it fit with the theme of this podcast right okay so moving on to we um so i'm not going to count it the time the time that i came over to your house and you had your Wii and you were playing twilight princess in your living room right. um i don't recall actually playing it um i do remember watching you play um but regardless, that was the first game I picked up when I bought my Wii. And, uh, and so that was my first Wii game. Okay, cool. Yeah, mine is, uh, unless you count uh, demos again, um, because I played it at a couple different locations before this, the system came out. Mm-hmm. But when I got the system home, first game that I put in was Wii Sports. See, I was hesitant to, to include Wii Sports. Um, and it kind of plays into my, the next system. Right. So Wii U, we had Nintendo Land as a pack-in game. Right. Does that count as a full game? Yes, of course. Okay. Because I can't remember the first Wii U game you, I bought. I, I, mean, I, I really can't. No, no. But you, you got Mario World, Super Mario World, and the SNES as a pack-in game, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So, I mean, it's the same thing. It's it's a, Those are all real full games. Um both of them got late later got full retail releases as well, right? Oh, did but they? Did of, yeah, 
Okay. Ninten- yeah, Nintendo Land. I, actually, I'm not positive about that one, but um, I, I, I couldn't could, remember. It, yeah, I couldn't remember either, or if it yeah. had just shown up as used copies. I yeah, remember. it's just I, I think it just showed up as used copies uh, because they had um, it already already was packaged like a regular retail game. Wii Sports, though, it, you know, came in the cardboard sleeve, mm-hmm. but yeah. then later it got a um, player's choice uh, release, so it That's got right. a full full case release. So I mean, it's a real game. It's a full game. I, I don't think there's any reason why we wouldn't consider that. Okay. But if not, then Excite Truck would be my answer for for the for the Wii. I really wish I could remember. I was looking at my Wii U library earlier, and I was trying to like remember which one was the first one I had aside from Nintendo Land. I could not remember. I'm gonna have to like, go through it maybe because I keep all of my receipts and I, I put them uh, behind the instruction booklet if you know if it had one. Um, so I'm gonna have to go through them and just see if I can find what the earliest one was. All right, cool. But, uh, and then, then yeah, then move on to Switch. Yeah. Um, Because I guess both of our answers for Wii U is Nintendo Land, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Switch has to be Breath of the Wild. Yep. Yeah. That was easy. I think think we both did the same thing, right? We both pre-ordered the system as well as the special limited edition of Breath of the Wild. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. That was a good delivery day. That was a fun day for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I wish my answer were one two switch, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so that is our podcast. Uh, we have a lot of topics that we are, have planned. Um, you know, I, I wanted to actually talk about this earlier in the episode, kind of explain a little bit more about what we're doing, but I figure uh, I forgot. So let's go ahead and talk about it now. Um, you know, we want to talk about just Nintendo, but and so sometimes it's going to be you know standard fare like this one this was something that you probably hear in a lot of different uh podcasts but also uh, we have details on uh, collecting nintendo how to tell if the games are actually published by nintendo if you're interested in that sort of thing or products um uh, we have other topics that are that dive deep into kind of like some obscure things that most podcasts probably wouldn't care that much about so if you do like nintendo if you have an interest in these uh, in this to- you know this topic um you know, I can only imagine we'll get better from here because this is a brand new uh, adventure and endeavor for both of us. So thank you for listening. Um, Jason, where can people find you on probably on the Instagram, right? Yeah. So on Instagram, uh, my handle, as they call it, is Retro X Games. Um, so you'll, you'll see me on Instagram there. And uh, yeah. Cool. And uh, I'm also uh, findable on Instagram at GameCube Freak Games. Uh, that's Freak spelled F-R-E-E-K. And, uh, you know, we both post pretty regularly. And uh, we're probably also going to get a Nintendo aficionado uh, Instagram page going. Uh, yeah. We'll- so follow our pages first, and then we'll share on there if we do make that happen. Um, and uh, I imagine we'll try to get uh, get that up and running so we can share. And if you're interested in hearing about when we release new episodes, um, go ahead and listen there. We're not exactly sure where you will be listening to this at, but please uh, go ahead and leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought about this. Uh, give us some feedback. We'd like to hear what you think. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, we're, this is new to us. We're trying uh, to, to do something that we've kind of dreamt about for a while this is kind of a, a big step for us um and we want to kind of make it what people might be interested in hearing so let us know please leave a comment leave uh you know like it too um anything else you want to say jason i just wanted to kind of add on to what you said um 
you know, this is about collecting. So we know there's lots of podcasts out there about, you know, video games or uh, Nintendo stuff, you know, but like we kind of want to like delve a little bit deeper into like the collecting side of things as well. Um, stuff that you might not hear at other places, um, stuff that you and I, Matthew, have had trouble finding. <laughs> yep. So, um, you know, we thought it would be like fun to share that stuff, those those uh, discoveries with listeners. So yeah, and, and I, I think th- there are quite a few things as well that um, you know. Hopefully, maybe we can even get a community kind of going around this and um, you know start some conversations because I'd love to get some answers that I have not been able to get, and Nintendo won't tell me. Um, right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about some of those topics in upcoming episodes. So hopefully, you guys stick around and hear that. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.